VCLF Cocoa Pod is a Caribbean storytelling experience in which writers of Caribbean heritage narrate their own stories. Each story is a seed, a nugget of an original work of fiction, rich with the rhythm, pitch, and intonation of the one who wrote it. It is Caribbean storytelling told in the best way possible, in the voice of the place that gave it life, imbued with the magic and accents of the region. Coco Pod is an original Brooklyn Caribbean Literary Festival production. My name is Joanne C. Hillhouse. I'm a writer from Antigua and Barbuda. I write books for all ages. I have eight published books of fiction, four picture books, one of which is forthcoming July 4th, 2023, as I read this. That book is called To Be a Cheater and is published with Sunbird Books. And the illustrator is Antiguan and Barbudan artist Xavier Archibald. To tease the new book and to encourage parents to buy Caribbean children's books and buy black books and read and encourage your children to read Caribbean, I will be excerpting each of my picture books to date, beginning with Lost, a Caribbean Sea Adventure, which also has a Spanish-language edition, Perdida, Una Aventura en el Mar Caribe. It is published by Caribbean Reads Publishing and illustrated by Trinidad Tobago artist Daniel Boudou Fortuné. It's based on the true story of an Arctic seal stranded some years ago in the Caribbean Sea just off the coast of Antigua. The story begins in the Arctic with a seal I've named Dolphin, but we pick up the tale in the Caribbean Sea. Dolphin awakening from the bop on the head that landed him there. Lost the Caribbean Sea Adventure Chapter 2. First, Dolphin hears drumming. Then he hears a strange voice. Hey, you okay? asks the voice. It sounds musical. Keeping time with the drum, drum, drumming, drumming, loud, Dolphin croaks. I think the beat is in your head, the voice says with a laugh. You talk funny, Dolphin says. You look funny, says the voice. Dolphin opens his eyes. Dolphin, the Arctic seal, blinks. He tries to make sense of what he can see. Whatever it is, it is small and thin, with a big head and eyes hidden behind long locks. It wiggles and sways as if dancing to the drumming in Dolphin's head. What are you? Dolphin asks. I'm a jellyfish, the strange creature says. What are you? I'm an arctic seal, says Dolphin. The jellyfish laughs. Man, are you a fish out of water? Dolphin scowls. I'm not a fish. I'm a seal. I eat fish, he says. And we are in the water, so that doesn't make any sense. The jellyfish laughs. It's just a saying, so just chill. Dolphin can't chill. He feels warm. Too warm. Chapter 3 Where am I? Dolphin asks. Wherever he is, the water is warm. Warmer than he's used to. And everything is different. So many colors, so much light, so many things he cannot name. Dolphin whirls and twirls, trying to see it all at once. Is that a blue octopus? A seahorse? A lionfish? His Nima told him of places like this, but he thought she had made them up. Dolphin the Arctic seal feels a tickle of excitement. You're really not from around here, are you? says the jellyfish. He leans in close. He comes so close, Dolphin can see that his eyes are lined in pink. Where's here? asks Dolphin. This is the Caribbean. 
cries the jellyfish. The Caribbean? No, that's too far from home, thinks Dolphin. Dolphin's Nemo will be worried. He wants to cry. An Arctic seal doesn't belong in these unknown warm waters. Hey, it's okay, the jellyfish sings, patting Dolphin's back. Dolphin pulls away. Don't worry, I won't sting, the jellyfish says. My name's Coral, after the reefs. I'm Dolphin, says Dolphin. Coral frowns. Don't look like any dolphin I've ever seen. You seen dolphins? asks Dolphin. Plenty, Coral says. No seals, though. My nana says she hasn't seen a seal in the Caribbean since she was young. But those were Caribbean monk seals, not Arctic. Your nana? Dolphin asks. Yeah, my grandma. She knows everything. Like my Nima, Dolphin says excitedly. I guess, Coral says with a shrug. Then, hey, do you want to meet her? So that's a bit of Lost, a Caribbean Sea Adventure. And I will continue by sharing a bit of my next children's picture book, With Grace, which is a Caribbean fairy tale, published by Little Bell Caribbean and illustrated by Barbados artist, Cherise Harris. The story introduces one of my favorite literary inventions, a mango tree fairy, whom we meet when a little girl tends her mango tree, trying to get it to bear. The girl's smile never dims. Each day she praises the tree for being so strong against the wind and sea salt whipping at it, and thanks it in advance for being so generous to her. Come now, gimme little, gimme little, belly ya gripe me, gimme little, gimme little, hungry ya kill me, gimme little, gimme little, I'll show you plenty love, love, love. Though she doesn't yet know it, the girl singing, the coaxing in her voice, The undimmed hope in her heart is its own magic. That magic is at first feather-light, but it soon gathers force, not hurricane-level force, just force enough to rouse the tree's fairy from where it sleeps, blended into a limb of the tree, invisible to human eyes. The sprite detaches, and after a good long yawn and stretch, stands on its limb, eyes following the girl, warming to her words and music. It watches her unnoticed for many days, time enough for the tree itself to begin to stir. The fae knows that the girl's care is making the tree feel nurtured as it hasn't in a long time. See, Grace had neglected the tree, threatened often to chop it down to its very roots for its uselessness. Under the barrage of abuse, the tree had slunk away to somewhere deep inside where the angry words couldn't reach. There is no use for a tree fairy on such occasions, and so the tree fairy, too, had retreated from the world. Until now, lured by the girls singing, Come now, gimme little, gimme little, belly ye gripe me, gimme little, gimme little, hungry ye kill me, gimme little, gimme little, I'll show you plenty love, love, love. Waking up as if to a new world, both tree and fairy are finding that they like the way the sun's burn feels more like kisses, the way the sharp sea breeze invigorates. The grinning tree fairy does a little whine and bubble as the girl sings, loving this new world. Hi, the girl says. The tree fairy jumps, pale yellow wings trembling. You can see me? The fairy asks. The girl nods, her eyes big as a full moon. How can you see me? The tree fairy wonders. 
Most humans can't see tree fairies or any other kind of fairy because they don't believe they exist. This girl is special indeed, the tree fairy thinks. Emboldened by the girl's stillness, the fairy flits close, lands on the flat bridge of her nose, causing the girl to giggle and cross her eyes, the better to see the magical creature that looks like nothing more than a mango blossom. How are you? the girl whispers. The fairy is impressed with her for not running away. They both laugh, nerves drifting away on the next breeze as they embrace the mystery of how one can see the other of how the other even exists, just how. The girl sings no more that day. She sits on the ground where the root of the tree splays out like the plaits in her hair. She casts her eyes beyond the otherworldly blue of the Caribbean Sea, and she listens. Trees, like all living things, thrive on love, and every tree has a fairy, the spirit that lives within it, loves and coaxes it to grow and give. I have been here since this tree was a sapling, but was never strong enough against the elements to get it to give, not with so much bitterness biting into it every day. The tree fairy doesn't call Grace's name, but they both know that her words sting sharper even than sea salt in open wounds. The fairy thanks the girl for healing those wounds with love and reviving the tree with song. What's your name? They both ask at the same time. I am just a tree fairy. I am just a girl. They smile, and from that moment on, call each other friend. And that's a little bit of With Grace, my Caribbean fairy tale. Both With Grace and Lost, a Caribbean sea adventure, deal with unexpected meetings and bondings. In the jungle outside, Published by HarperCollins and illustrated once again by Daniel Boudou-Fortuné, we find a bond that already exists between a grandmother and child as they explore the grandmother's backyard garden, i.e. the jungle outside. The boy's fear of heights, though, that's another issue. Dante backed away from the big tree. Tante chuckled. Come, she said. There were two dead palm trees in Tanti's yard, plus a guava tree, a tall papa tree, a sweet, sweet soursop tree, three mango trees, one julie, one kidney, one grafted, a sugar apple tree, a Caribbean cherry tree, a lemon tree, turkleberry, which Tanti said was used for sticking kites, banana trees, and in the ground, sweet potato, pumpkin, and watermelon. Dante had never paid attention to them before. Tanti walked him toward the oldest, sweetest, and biggest of the mango trees. It wasn't as tall as the date palm tree, but it was wide, limbs stretching crookedly in every direction, covered in leaves. Mangoes were starting to come in, but they were high up still. Dante felt his mouth water. He loved mangoes. And this tree he had dreamed of climbing. He was scared, though. It was so broad, so big. The lower branches sprouted pale yellow mango blossoms, if high wind didn't knock them off, they'd turn into fruits that even he could reach. The high fruit was for the birds. What the birds don't peck up high, the dogs run off with down low. Dante had heard his grandmother gripe more than once. Everybody knew mangoes ate everything, but who knew even dogs like mangoes? Want to climb? Tante asked. When I was little like you, mangoes couldn't fall before I get to them. She pointed. You see those limbs high up? He did. 
He saw the way the strong breeze didn't just flutter the leaves but caused the limbs themselves to wave. All up there reached, Tante said. You weren't afraid to fall? Tante asked. Can't think about falling, or you'll never climb, Tante replied. Know what you have to think of? Tante looked up at her, eyes wide, shook his head. She smiled, drawing out each adjective as she spoke. The big, fat, ripe, juicy, sweet mango. Dante was dribbling like he hadn't since he was a baby. Does Dante overcome his fear of climbing to taste the big, fat, ripe, juicy, sweet mango? Does the girl get the tree to bear now that the mango tree fairy has woken up and befriended her? Will Dolphin, the Arctic seal, who has found a new friend in the Caribbean Sea, find his way back home? After he does some more exploring, of course. Each of these is in some way about dreamers. Each wanting something that seems impossible and maybe finding out it's not as impossible as it seems. And on that point, we come to to be a cheetah. The epitome of black boy magic. A short bedtime story in which a boy, what else, dreams. Written in verse, as is the case with several of my children's stories, it is inspired by one of the children in my life. In this case, my nephew, who once said, I wish I could go to Africa so I could run like a cheetah. To be a cheetah, which, as I said, is published by Sunbird Books and illustrated by Zavian Archibald and forthcoming this July, July 2023. Mommy, the boy said, where do cheetahs live? Africa, she replied. Now it's time for bed. The day had been long, and she was tired. The little boy, though, was just getting started. So he and his mother spoke of Namibia and Tanzania, where cheetahs raced across grassy savannas. And he could see it, eyes squinting, first perched on a rock, then on your mark, get set, go, leading the pack. A spotted blur running so fast, too fast to catch. And the boy's eyes danced, thinking, a cheetah is what I want to be. Too fast to catch or touch or see, nothing would be faster than me. Not a giraffe nor a zebra, for my feet have the wings of a hawk and the spirit of a cheetah. Cheetah speed will be my superpower. Mommy, the boy said, I want to go to Africa. What for, she asked. To be a cheetah! How will Mommy... Respond as she tries to get her spry boy bedded down for the night. It's all in To Be a Cheetah by Joanne C. Hillhouse. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Caribbean stories are like a mighty tree whose branches extend to offer shade and comfort wherever her children settle. Join us for more stories by Caribbean writers. Follow, download, and share the BCLF Cocoa Pod with friends. Until next time.